Welcome to episode 6 of Dub the Magic Able. Today we're going to be talking all about travel. I'm here with Casey. Hello. And Jack. Hey. Let's get into it. Any volunteers for first question today? Who did the um, best travel story question? That was me. So I'll, I'll go first. Um, yeah, my question was, uh, what's your best travel story? And I spent a lot of time travelling, um, but it was way before I had a motorbike or anything like that. And it's, uh, I went on holiday with a friend of mine, um, who we all know, a guy called Nima. And uh, it was, I think we were both 15 or 16, we were in the back of mum's car. And um, it's about a two-hour journey. And Nima brought with him a portable DVD player and a massive tray of cinnamon swirls. And I'm thinking, yes, yes, fucking literally the perfect travel guest. He's bought food and entertainment. This is awesome. So I sit in the back of this car, like about an hour in, and um, scoffing away these cinnamon swirls. We were watching Bad Boys 2, and it was all going swimmingly. And uh, But it's that thing, like, I don't usually get it, but if you, like, try and read a book, or, like, I don't know, like, play a game on your phone or something, and then you look up, you get slightly disorientated when, when you're in a car, when you're moving. And um, Nima obviously suffered from this, but didn't really think about it. So he's been eating all these cinnamon swirls, and uh, he's obviously getting slightly motion sickness from like the car and like looking up and down between the road and obviously paying yeah. attention to the film. And there's a scene in Bad Boys Two where they're uh, in a morgue and they're fishing through cadavers to get like uh, bags of e. Mm. And um, they're like reaching in, and the whole point is the plan is the bad guys have like hollowed out these bodies and just filled them with bags basically, and um, they've got to search all these different cadavers to find the one with all the pills in. And Martin Lawrence's character has got his like hand in like one of these cadavers' stomach, and he's like fishing around, and he's just relentlessly dry heaving. <laughs> <laughs> so Nima's watching this travel sick, full of cinnamon swirls, just throws up everywhere, <laughs> literally everywhere. It was like the footwell is just, it's just like up to like ankle height and like vomit. And uh, this is halfway into like a two hour journey. I promise you, it doesn't matter how well you clean the car, it smells like sick for a good long while. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially, especially cinnamon sick, that, that stuff stays around. Yeah, it kind of, it clings, I think is the word. It really stays with you. And uh, from, from now on, me and Nemo always call them cinnamon hurls as a result. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that's the best travel story I've got is just it started out so well and went so, so far south so is that one of those foods for you that's now ruined forever no no I can eat them quite happily I just I don't think I'd like to eat them with Nima in a car I think Nima I mean, would be as well yeah I can never eat dime bars now just because I once got like the flu which is completely unrelated to what I was eating but I had it at the same time I was eating a dime bar so now I just I can never eat them again a lot of people like it with alcohol. I can't drink Sambuca anymore. Uh, Probably shouldn't drink it anyway. Probably not. It's grim. Sambuca's good. It used to be brilliant. I loved it. And then I had half a bottle and threw up a lot. And uh, <laughs> I don't like it anymore. <laughs> grim. Well, Did you know it's going to be a good story when it says I was with Nima? <laughs> yeah. Any any story with Nima is a good story. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> one, one day we'll have an entire podcast dedicated to it. <laughs> I think so. It'll be the Which longest we're one. We're talking about Nima. <laughs> <laughs> right, Casey, what's uh, what's your best travel story? Um, well, 
I have one from when I went to South Africa last year. So, so, so. No, 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 I'm not sorry. Carry on. I've been a dick again. We're okay, we're okay. I've got away with it. Why are you always like this? He's always with me as well. Hey, he's the one that's going to have to edit it, so he can just shut his face. It's all right, I was recording. I like, you know, the record button is like a red circle. Well, it's got, obviously, when you've clicked that, it changes it, and there's a black square for stop, but at first, my mind can't compute that. I see the black square. Oh, shit, I'm not recording, I'm not recording. <laughs> every time, every time I look at it, I should just minimise it and leave it alone. Sorry, Casey, what's your, what's your best travel story? <laughs> you're such an idiot. I can't believe you're the host of this show. Carry on. It's a shambles. Talk about yourselves. Go on then, Casey, what was, uh, what's your best travel story? Uh, well, I've got a yeah, travel story from when I went to South Africa last year. I was sort of doing some conservation work, tracking cheetahs and hyenas and elephants in the South African bush for two months. And um, one night we went out tracking hyenas and we sort of did this at... Uh, I think it was midnight um, and it was bloody freezing but we thought we ended up, we ended up found, finding these hyenas um, and what what we'd do is we'd get as close as possible in the truck by uh, by using a, a radio transmitter picker upper type thing um, that beeped whenever it was pointed in the right direction so we'd just find them that way and then uh, if we saw them we'd um, put down in a GPS log where we saw them mm-hmm. and if we didn't see them then we'd just put as close as we got yeah. but this this night we got very close indeed because they came right up to the truck once we'd stopped the truck and there were two little cubs which were quite cute and they came right up to the truck but there was their, their mother was a horrible looking hyena it was like actually one of the most disgusting animals i have ever seen in my life because it was it was missing half of its nose oh. so there was just a gaping sort of wound where half of its nose used to be and then the other half was like perfectly normal and it was called half nose for Standard. obvious reasons but it just looked like a zombie hyena. It, yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty horrible. Like, hyenas are pretty scary at the best of times. And uh, because they're quite powerful and quite muscly. Mm. Um, they're the size of a large dog. So they're quite scary at the best of times. I and mean, this one's looking like a bit of a zombie. So we're, we're, sort of, we're sort of watching them for a while. And then they wander off into the bush. And we try and start up the car. And, of course, we've got a flat battery, which is absolutely brilliant in the fucking middle of the bush with hyenas in the surrounding bushes. So, um, myself and Simon, who's a big lad, he plays rugby, um, and we, <laughs> we, we had to get out and push at the behest of our, our guide and the girls weren't very helpful obviously <laughs> so it fell to us to get out and push the car along a dirt track with di- hyenas in the bushes and I have never been so scared in my life because <laughs> it was just in black and we had no idea what was going on and oh I thought 
once the guide had got the car started, because we pushed it for ages, with the guy with the guy trying to get up enough speed to um, get the car started. Mm. Uh, so we're running along, like proper going for it, proper running. And he gets the car started, and I thought he'd stop after he got the car started, but he just kept driving down the road, <laughs> and so much so that there was actually at one point <laughs> about five meters between us and the car because he was driving. <laughs> I've actually never moved so fast in my life oh my God. to get back in that truck. <laughs> but, Looking, look, looking back on it, that was a really good experience. <laughs> Crazy. It's, it's like the extreme version of that prank you do when you make trust to get in the car and you just, when you open the door, you just drive forward a little bit. It's like the total extreme of that. Like at the end of the prank, your mate doesn't get eaten by a hyena. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Could you um, take a hyena in a flight case? You just one. Oh, I don't know. They're like I say, they are pretty. Pretty powerful animals. I could take a cheetah because I almost really? trod on a cheetah one time. You almost <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I didn't notice that we were so close, and I was sort of leading that, and we we were actually walking that time, and uh, I was sort of leading the group, and I'd 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 literally walked within a meter of this cheetah, and I was wondering why I couldn't see it anywhere because the, the thing was obviously going beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> And then my guide just like slapped me on the shoulders because she was directly behind me and went, oh my God. And I was like, what? And she was like, look, it's a cheetah. I was like, oh Jesus Christ. We were like within a meter of this cheetah just sitting down chilling in the ground. It's not bothered at all. Obviously just didn't think you were a threat. Yeah, but if I had trod on it, I think I've got, I'd have got quite the fright. But I think I could have taken Dragon cool. weeds. I mean, I'm not sure how much money there is in it, but dragon weed get done by trying to organise like a cat, a big cat knockout. <laughs> like, you just get all the big cats and you put them like against each other and like pull like round robin. Obviously, you don't want um, yeah, you don't yeah. knockouts. It just seems a bit unfair if you get bad seed. But just you know, I'm not sure how many big cats there are, but dragon dragon has money in it. In China, yeah, you can have you can have like wild card. You Don't. throw in like you find the really really scraggy like tabby in your neighbourhood. <laughs> Thrown with a lion, it's got it's it's, it's, hard. it's been on the streets twenty years. It's seen things. <laughs> Goes right for the jugular. <laughs> straight in there, one to forty. Go right. I don't, I don't know. Actually, I reckon I reckon that'd be you know it's worth a flutter flutter on the tabby. Yeah, you put a flutter down on it. <laughs> I think the lion would underestimate it. Lions are cocky. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. What about you, Jack? What's, uh, what's your best travel story? Well, it pairs into com- in comparison to outrunning hyenas. <laughs> but, um, I like, there's, actually, there's actually two stories, but um, they're both pretty short and they happened to me within the space of a couple of weeks. So, sorry if I go for both. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so, you know, I um, I was at home for the holidays and I go to uni in London. And um, so I was going back on the fourth from the train quite regularly. And um, on this one journey home, I was sitting across the table from this uh, pretty pretty attractive girl. And like usually on the train, I'd just sit there and listen to my iPod. Um, but I, I don't know why this day I decided to try and start up a conversation with a stranger. <laughs> um, <laughs> just just to give my ego a boost or something like that. 
But, you know, I'm pretty fairly socially awkward as it is, and I've never trained for this situation. So I couldn't, <laughs> think, of, couldn't think of anything to say. So it was like 30 minutes total silence. And I, you know, I kept glancing at her to try and, and think of something. Creepy eyes, the best. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so obviously I was trying to do it when she wasn't looking, but she looked at me at the same time I looked at her and our eyes met really awkwardly. And um, like I panicked and didn't know what to say. So all I, all I could think was um, to say was, can I have some of your water? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and there was this really, this really long pause, and she was like, "Um, do you have a cup?" And then, like, I was still in panic mode, and like, even though I know I didn't have a cup, I decided to like surge around in my bag for like two minutes, and then like I just looked up and was like, "Oh, sorry, I don't." And then, um, so we just basically sat in silence for what's probably the most pu- the most painful hour of my life. Um, and the other story. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, that might have actually been <laughs> I think it did. Yeah. It's amazing. I'll just check if I have a cup <laughs> on this really hour-long trip. Why was she saying that in the first place? I don't know. It's all I could think. She was holding a bottle of water. Is all I could think. You know, just panic. <laughs> Say what you see, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Even if I panicked, I would have been. I wouldn't have asked for some. I'd probably been like, ah, water, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's going to go, that's going to go far, that is, isn't it, Casey? <laughs> that's the road to marriage. Yeah. It is what you make of it, mate. It yeah, is true. It's true. So, the other story is, um, it's back, coming back from London to home. Um, I was sitting across, across the table from this businessman and I popped into the shop and got like a newspaper and some crisps and some water before the journey. So, you know, I was just chilling and like fidgeting with my water bottle. And um, I went to get the paper from my bag, and this this businessman just reached across the table, picked up my water, and down like half the bottle, and like before I could say anything. So like you know, being British, like in this situation, I had no idea what to do. So basically, when he put it down, I just reached across really deliberately, grabbed the bottle, and like down the other half. And this so, so this guy just looked at me, he's like really pissed off, and he said something like, "Oh, why the hell are you drinking my water?" And like I looked inside my bag, and my bottle was just sitting there <laughs> underneath my crisp. <laughs> and like I was like, "Well, <laughs> sorry about that." Oh, and that God. was probably that was probably the second most painful uh, hour of my life. Oh, You're amazing. I literally love you. <laughs> Oh, that's like the that's like the alpha male thing. But you're wrong. You just have to you just have to go through it and just pretend like you were right the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know what I, I don't know what to do. I just sat there in silence, just <laughs> stared out the window for the entire hour. Oh my god! <laughs> Casey doesn't deal well with awkward, so this is probably hurting him inside quite a lot. <laughs> why I hate the in-betweeners you should be in the in-betweeners <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> I would have had to have left if I was sat next to you <laughs> that happened <laughs> I got up and left well I don't think anyone else knew I had a bottle of water as well I think they just thought I was being a dick <laughs> just like stealing <laughs> you are ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucking rude. The most awkward moment I've ever had on a train was when I was uh, I was coming down to London, and I think I was I was going to come and see you, Jack. I think that might have been when I, I got that hotel and you and you and Seb came around and chilled. Oh yeah. Um, and like on the way down, um, there was like some delay, so I phoned you um, to like say, "Oh, I'll be a bit late. I won't be at the train station on time." <clears throat> and um, uh, over the uh, like the tannoy, it said, "We are sorry for the delay." 
on the train to London, Euston, there has been a fatality on the line. And like instantly, as soon as I hear the word fatality, I'm thinking Unreal Tournament. So I went, ooh, fatality. <laughs> There's like 12 people on the train just <laughs> giving me the evils. <laughs> I like when when you're on a train and you're obviously with loads of commuters, like guys in suits, you know, girls in suits. And like you're obviously really scruffily dressed. And you just bust out your laptop and put open like a command prompt to make everyone <laughs> yeah. think you're trying to hack them. Well, that's my, that is my favorite thing, especially on the six seaters. Like, there's like three three facing each other on the like the big uh, local intertrains. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you just sit down and like you you make sure you, it's like in the cinema. You get your elbows going. I'm having these. I'm having both these armrests. Neither of them mine. <laughs> I'm having this table. Put the laptop down. Open it. And my um, I've I've got a MacBook. And on it, uh, obviously in terminal, you can change the colours. So the the background's black and the writing's in green. Most of the people heading down to London aren't that computer savvy, so they see that and they literally just think Matrix hacking. That just looks so <laughs> yeah. dodgy. And all I'm doing is like typing top, which just brings up all like the active processes. And I'm just like going through my directories, but I'm doing it at such a speed because I'm just like iterating it over and over again that it looks like I'm just busting stuff out. <laughs> and like I get that out there for a few minutes, and you just see people steadily around me closing their laptops. <laughs> just like I'll do that at work, I think. <laughs> That's always good fun. I always smell as well, so I look like a tramp who's stolen it, which is even better. <laughs> what about, what was your, what was um, your story, Jack? No, question even, sorry. So, my question, probably badly phrased, but if you could hijack anyone's plane, who would it be, and what would you do? I looked at this, I just wanted to check, I looked at this question and I thought, hijack a plane? The way you phrased it doesn't sound good, obviously. <laughs> it's a fairly negative connotation. Yeah. Pretty much, I, I was thinking, or you're asking, is who would you like to be stuck in a room with for a few hours where they couldn't get out? That's how I thought yeah, of it. Yeah, that's basically how, how it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you can, if if you so choose, you can crash the plane. <laughs> <laughs> that option is available. We'll make that aware. <laughs> <laughs> such an idiot. All right, Jack, I, I tried to think what you've got for this, but go. I don't know. I mean, I've got two options. One crashes the plane, one doesn't. Let's go with the crash. Yeah, let's go with the crash. crash. Let's go healthy. So, basically, I'm not sure if everyone's aware of this, but a few decades ago, there was this tragedy where the Manchester United football team, their plane crashed, and, like, lots of the players died. I think Mm. it was, like, 16 players. Yeah. And, like, recently on the TV, they had this huge memorial program about it. And, you know, people are still going on about this, you know, this huge tragedy. So what I would do is I'd do exactly the same thing again. I'd just I'd crash the Man United plane to the ground. Oh my god! So basically, you know, Jack, you, you get that, that, that's, that's, what, what that, that's <laughs> All right, I'll let you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're horrible, but <laughs> you know, truly really awful. So basically, what's happened? Basically, sixteen footballers who were just arrogant and overpaid have died. And the thing is, I do this just to emphasise my point about how I hate the world. This is how fundamentalism starts. Come on. Just mouth. All right. This is just literally just sixteen footballers dying. Like right this very moment, there's thousands of people dying of hunger or dying fighting for freedom in Libya. But like, what makes the news is this football team, and it would just be there'd still be loads of bullshit memorial programs made about it. And I just think it just makes me so angry. So I'd, I'd either kill, I'd probably kill Man United football team. 
Nice. See, this is why I should have gone with the non-crashing. Yeah, well, let's gone... hear the non-crashing one as well. I'll let, if, it, if, it, if it sounds like really incriminating, incriminating, I'll just edit it to go. <laughs> I think, so yeah, I'd, I'd hijack end up playing. Oh, that's a good shout. And basically I'd put on the speakers, some of the greatest British artists of all time, you know, like the Beatles or like the Rolling Stones, something mm. like that. And basically I'd make them listen and, you know, appreciate great music. And then I'd play every end of song for 72 hours straight at max volume and just make them realise how pathetic their so-called music is until they vow never to produce again. And any attempt would be punishable by being stoned to death. It's great, Jack. Even when you're being noble, you throw in the violence. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> I just really don't like anyone who's calling themselves dappy. That's fair. He is a So, yeah, I, I think, well, they usually, yeah. I'm not sure I should have said the Man United one, but it's out there now. <laughs> well, I'll edit it. We'll see, we'll see what makes it in. What makes the cut. <laughs> well, we, got, we had Mickey Mouse being a rapist last week. So. Yeah, it's not up yet, but it will be. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, about that. <laughs> that was so, so good. What about you, Casey? <laughs> Who's playing with you, Steel? Uh, I've sort of... Um... I don't know what you'd describe mine as. I've decided to... Um hijack Mariah Carey's plane mm-hmm. uh, um, and basically because she, she whinges about stuff that doesn't matter and she's just not got enough to whinge about so she whinges about stuff that just really she doesn't need to whinge about she's got a lot of money and I, I think she should just be happy with what she has so I, I'd hijack her plane and pretend to be a terrorist and then hope that afterwards she would value life a little bit more, you know. And that's not really whinge, not win so much. That's really like a tired of dirt and meme. It's quite. Like, I don't know if you've seen it. Like you know, it's like fighting a guy and deliberately like finding the loneliest guy in a bar, starting a fight and deliberately losing so he gets laid. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's quite. It's quite a nice thing to do. Yes. Means to yeah. an end. I like that. See, the the thing is with that though, I'm not entirely sure if she would then just get in like 10 times worse just because I've done that and just whinge even more well there's always a chance but you know you're doing what you can yeah and you know I can but help one person yeah exactly maybe you could do that to just anybody and make them value life more yeah I think a scale like that usually helps people out knocks them out of out of stagnating yeah awesome you just Save the world. That's well, you say Mariah Carey. Can be <laughs> say good. Mariah Carey, yeah. She might just produce more music, though, which would be a problem. Baby After Jack. she's got off that one, put her in the one with end dubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The person who's... So what's your, who, who are you hijacking then, Jamie? I, I really had difficulty with this, so I just basically went really narcissistic and um, self-fulfilling. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw some time travel in with this question because I struggle with it so much. Whoa, 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 careful. Well, I just, I, I really want to be on a plane with Aristotle. Um, right. First of all, like the first couple of hours, Aristotle's mind being blown about the fact he was like flying. That would be awesome to watch for start. It's <laughs> um, just out like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I would love to see that. A proper like, old school philosopher just not knowing what's happening. And then... Um, I'd have like a little moleskin diary and just like these are some of the thoughts I've come up with and just have like stolen quotes from the last like 400 years and just make myself seem like such a better philosopher. <laughs> so 
Uh, he'd go home and he'd like preach my words, and um, but they'd just be stolen. So like, people like Martin Luther King wouldn't seem original. Um, just stuff like that, really. So I could. And that would mess with just history so badly. It's like going going right to the source of philosophy and free thinking. It's like. And just <laughs> yeah. basically just. It's not just like oh, we'll go back and kill Hitler. It's literally going to go back, mess up like the father of philosophy. Well, not the father, but. Yeah, but it's for shits and giggles and for my own ego. I'll be like, I did that. <laughs> you see this apocalypse, mate? <laughs> nice. I'm not about helping the kids. Well, you never know, it may have already happened. It's true, maybe I did come up with everything. Ooh, mind blown. <laughs> I'm willing to bet a lot that you didn't. Yeah, that's probably fair. I don't do a lot. <laughs> um, Casey, what was, uh, what was your question this week? My question was, if you could have one location that you could teleport to immediately, um, whenever you wanted, there's no limit on how many times you can do this, mm-hmm. um, What, where would it be and why? Can I just ask, um, can you, once, say you are at a position, right? Yeah. And you teleport, can you then like press a button and you just go straight back to where you were? Well, see, this is the thing. I I've come up with an answer for if I could do that, and yeah, an answer for if I couldn't. Oh, well, okay. I thought about this, but I didn't come up with a separate answer because I was thinking the question's really unfair. If I like pick Bulgaria, if I like, oh, I'm in Bulgaria, and then I have to walk home. That's yeah. All right, go. <laughs> we well, say you can. We we'll say you can. <laughs> all right, cool. No one wants well, to I figured. I figured if you couldn't, then press a button and be back where you were. Then I think the most useful one is home. Yeah. Like, just yeah. You just be anywhere in the world, and then you just teleport home. I thought that was pretty useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you couldn't, uh, if I mean, if you could just go uh, back to wherever you were before you teleported, I would choose directly behind Fifty Cent. <laughs> just, just wherever Fifty Cent is, directly behind him. <laughs> For what purpose? Yeah, I got it. Well, I mean, I just think it would be so much fun to fuck with someone like that. And I think 50 Cent is such a belligerent person. He'd get so annoyed. <laughs> and all his mates would be like, whoa, a guy just appeared behind you. And he'd just get so annoyed with the fact that you were doing it. And he, w- he wouldn't believe it to start with. So he'd be getting annoyed with the people around him. I'd just really like to see what sort of, uh, what sort of mayhem I could cause with 50 Cent. <laughs> just 50 Cent. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> I think that'd be five minutes fun. Five minutes? You're a lifetime of fun. You'd just be at work, you go, fuck it, I want me lunch. <laughs> I'm fucking 50 cents. <laughs> Tap them on the shoulder and they're just straight out again. <laughs> That's incredible. Alright. I chose. Um, oh, I have a second question. Basically, is my... Have you ever played Portal? Hmm. Is my momentum conserved through the teleport, or do I come oh, back I had that same question time? as well. That's important, Koshik. Oof. Ooh. I, oh. I'm going to say yes. Let's say yes, because otherwise I might... Yeah, like, yeah. Like, okay. I, had, I hadn't really taken momentum into account, so yes, it, yes, it is. Okay, basically... Oh, I'm, I'm saying it's not conserved. Oh, it's not? So otherwise, okay. Otherwise I kill myself. Okay, fair enough, yeah. So basically, I would do is teleport to the clouds... Then I just let myself free fall towards the earth. That was one of my thoughts. It's okay. sexy, wouldn't you know, it? I think, like, you know, if you're stressed out doing work or, you know, you're just bored, you know, watching TV, you can press a button and suddenly you have an unsupported skydive. 
and you can only just like lean back and take stuff of your life as you free fall through the clouds at 100 miles an hour. Really it helps, helps you realize what's really important. And also, if you want an adrenaline rush, you see how long you can die before teleporting back. Yeah. But you see, like, the problem is if you conserve momentum when I table back, I'm just going to go flying into my sofa at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, I can see that. I thought it'd be really nice that, though, just like just to fall over and over again. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Well, I, I really like that. I really like that. Also, you could, like, um, you could do the whole like night crawl style thing where you just like grab someone, teleport out, teleport back, and just drop them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be evil. That'd be so evil. Yeah, it would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> 50 <laughs> Cent. <laughs> you could like, like forward them. <laughs> you and Jack would work together, 50 Cent, and just get yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> just drop him over and over again. <laughs> that would be incredible. That's so surreal. Um, well, mine was, um, it's kind of a, a similar ilk to Casey, except I just, I'm not picking on one person really. Um, is I just want to be able to teleport to the Oval Office. Yeah. Um, as many times as I want back and forward instantly. Um, no, I, I genuinely, I don't, I don't want anyone getting hurt. No, it's just mischief. I just want like, the president to be like, sat down, like looking kind of intently towards the camera, giving like the yearly speech to the American people and just like going around and going, <laughs> and then just go out again. <laughs> Every time you're always there. Exactly. Or just like go in <laughs> and just like reach over his shoulder and like put my finger in, what's that on your tie? Oh, got you. <laughs> and just get out again. <laughs> just really think like that. Or just like when he's not in there, teleport in and move all the things on his desk around and then get back out. <laughs> <laughs> you could cause so much mayhem. You could. And just like, because that's the great thing. It would be a, a mockery in a lot of ways of, of, a lot of people have pointed out is the whole war on terror is a, it's a ridiculous idea because you can't have a war um, on something that you create by having a war on something. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. So it would it would be like oh breach of White House security la 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 um, a suspected terrorist. You could just like leave a note saying like Santa was here. <laughs> just, just completely take the piss. <laughs> make it clear you didn't want anyone hurt and see how far you could take it before they just went. It's all right. He's not going to do any damage. <laughs> Well, the thing is, though, you bribe the president to insanity, which could be pretty dangerous. <laughs> it could be dangerous. <laughs> they get you the thing is, and they just like have a video. If, if obviously you have to be in there for some time, they get a vid- good enough video camera. They get your face. <laughs> See what I'd do is, I'd set up a plan right by the curtain. So I'd, t- I'd teleport in, hide behind the curtain, and then pretend I was the plant talking to the president, and like, give him instructions and tell him what to do. And then one day, he'd be like, oh, what's a plan? What do I do? Yes, anything. The president doesn't know what's going on. So then he's got to make a decision. On his own. Declares war on like France or something like that, and then everyone's happy. <laughs> I think you might have missed some key stages of a plan out there, but I like it. But I, I don't see what I think is flawless, to be honest. I still love 50 Cent. <laughs> He'd be, he would be so angry. <laughs> he would, wouldn't he? He would be so pissed off. Yo, sup, dog. <laughs> you never know where you're going to be. <laughs> On the toilet. He thinks he's safe. <laughs> oh, Mickey, just, like, just drop in, nick the bog roll, and then go. Because <laughs> I can't imagine 50 Cent has got... I don't think 50... I think 50 Cent's got too much pride to swallow to ask someone to go and get him toilet roll. Yeah. No, I, think, I, think he'd, I think he'd smear and go, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> What? Not wiping, just 
carry on. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you could just mess with the locks and everything like that. Yeah. It's like running up the door, steal the key, teleport out. Oh, can you take objects with you? Yeah, I think yeah. I think you can take anywhere. Otherwise, you'd be yours. naked. Oh, that's true. Or just like, yeah, teleport him naked. <laughs> Scare him. It's <laughs> <laughs> like 50 said we're doing like a photo shoot. I'm like, so, uh, 50, we've kind of have noticed that um, every time you're shot, you seem to be accompanied by a naked white man. Can you, uh, can, can you explain this for me? <laughs> <laughs> you, you would, I wonder how long it would take for him to go insane. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to shoot you. I'm always looking over his shoulder, though. He, he wouldn't hack it. He couldn't deal with it. Three weeks, I'll give him. He would just lose it. All right, I think we've done quite well today. Um, as I did uh, this week's topic, so who, who's next on the round robin system? Um, Casey, I think it's Casey's name. Well, you think of a topic while we think about who's won this week. Oh, oh. Was, it, was it Casey? Is it, Casey? it is, isn't it? Casey, go for it, why not? You'd be right. Yeah, because I did, I did fiction and then... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this week's winner, I think, Jay, you won the best travel story. There's oh, just, yeah. there's, there's no question. You, you're amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just being awkward and childlike. I think, Casey, you it's were really. It, it's not childlike, though, is it? You, you're 21 now. <laughs> shouldn't, that shouldn't be happening anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, Casey, you, you just wanted to do good on the plane, which is unlike you. Um, so, points there. Mm. So, it really comes down to who has the best teleportation. And I think 50 Cent is. Got to be 50 Cent. 50 Cent. 50 Cent. So, Casey, I think. Yeah, I wanted to fuck with Aristotle a little bit. And then just break history from who narcissistic. I think we could call, call it a noble draw between all three of us. I'm happy with that. I think it's deep. It's deep. He only didn't mean it to be, but it's deep. <laughs> <laughs> An open draw, then? Is that a rubber than a rubber? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that hurts. What a piece. Well, it's the first for the magic cable. It yeah. is indeed. Casey, any other news on the topic? Uh, how about. Uh, How about ed education? Ooh. I like it. All right then. All right. You, I said all right then. All right. All right. All right. This is great. This is great content, guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do this all day. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talking the Magic Cable. Next week we'll chat all about education. Uh, we'll see you then. <laughs>